Amen. So this evening we want to look at the spirit upon, the spirit within, and the importance of divine order. Amen. So the workers, one way or the other, we have treated this before, but we did not talk about divine order. Now I need to say to you that the person that has God's word is the person that has the future. We are in a generation where people fancy prayer more than the word of God. If you don't have the word of God, it is the word of God that changes you, that transforms your life. Praise God. Amen. So we want to want to look at the spirit upon and the spirit within. So there can be a spirit upon somebody. Now uh, let's go. So somebody can be called a president, isn't it? Praise the Lord. We can have what? President. But when you look at the president, the president is supposed to be the leader of the nation, isn't it? But as a president, he may not be a leader. Am I correct? You are not following me. Somebody is choosing as the president of a country. But when you look at his ability, he cannot lead as a leader. Have you seen cases like that before? They put somebody in a leadership position and then they cannot lead. I've forgotten the proverb Yoruba people used to state about that. Eh? Okay. <laughs> okay. Even though that's not the one I'm looking for. Enter Vijaya. That is the person that we put in the position of um, Awodi. What is Awodi in English? Somebody. Eh? The chief priest. What's that? So I think what they are trying to say is that somebody that is a leader that cannot perform as a leader. Are you understanding me now? So we can confer on somebody that you are going to be a leader in the particular thing and that person is not portraying leadership. So you will understand the spirit upon now. So somebody can have the spirit upon having the spirit within. So they can confer on him a leadership and is not able to deliver that leadership. So what is spirit upon? Spirit upon is when the spirits come upon a man for ministry. It's different from the same thing as the spirit within. When the spirit come upon a man for what? For ministry. Praise God. Spirit within is when a man receives the Holy Spirit to walk with God. So the spirit upon is for ministry. The spirit within is for life. I don't know whether that is clear. So let's go now. Jesus is going to be our major example. Jesus is going to be our major example. And in this study, we begin to touch on the life of brother Saul. Just a moment. And then we look at somebody like, um, somebody like um, Elijah as well. 
We also look at somebody like Samson. We look at um, other people in the scriptures like that. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Because you are not seeing me, you don't want to shout hallelujah. That is what happens when your pastor is the secretary at the same time. So he's, he's preaching and he's doing secretary job. But let's look at Jesus. He's going to be our major example. Anytime anybody is teaching you something that you can't find in Jesus, don't believe them. Christianity is about one man. And that's Jesus. That's what? If you don't see it in Jesus, don't listen to anybody. If they like, let them turn the sky upside down. And all the human beings begin to use it. Don't believe. So Jesus is our perfect example. He does not make mistake. He does not fall into error. He knows what he's doing. He's God. He's the son of God at the same time. He's the Messiah. He died on the cross. He saved the world. Praise God. Some people are hungry about that, but never mind. Just stick with those facts. It's the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. Some of you, you are believing because you are seeing me now. If you go to the north and they put gun to you and say, do you believe that Jesus is Lord? What will you say? You will say, don't kill me, don't kill me, don't kill me. What do you want? What do you want? That conviction has to revolutionize your insight. Praise God. You have to believe it that even if they want to kill you, Jesus will still be Lord. Amen. There was a particular story I got from somewhere. I think it was Pastor Kumi that shared it. Praise God. So that story, they were killing some soldiers. I mean, they were killing some saints, some Christians. They've killed everybody it was now remaining one person. The danger of being alone. The danger of what? You've killed everyone. So he was now saying, Ah, I'm the only one left. All the all every other person has been killed. Then I said, Are you ready to die now? Go there. So do you deny Jesus or should we kill you? He said, No, let me come down. I deny Jesus. Then God opened the eyes of one of the soldiers that was shooting them. He saw that as those ones were dying. They were placing a crown of glory on their head. And then the moment he stepped down, the soldier said, I believe Jesus, let me die. They, ah, what happened to her? No problem, stay there and die. That was how he took his crown. Nobody will take your crown. So, believing Jesus is something that it does not have to be your savior alone. It has to be your Lord. Jesus has not become the Lord of many people. He's just their Savior. Your Lord dictates your life. So if we preach in church that this is the word of God and you are still struggling with that, Jesus is not your Lord. You are joking. So Jesus has to have the total control of your life. If somebody sits in one corner and tells you that you don't need to pray, to receive who you want to marry. Just marry somebody. Jesus is their savior. Jesus is not their lord. Your lord dictates. Have you seen landlords that are terrible before? Hey, don't put buckets in that place. You, you will be going about. You cannot greet somebody. If you cannot greet me, I will send you out of my house. 
Have you seen landlord like that before? They dictate. In fact, there's one I had. He used to collect money for fresh breeze. If you will stay in the compound and receive fresh breeze, you have to pay. And you don't have choice. You just have to pay for fresh breeze. So don't go and receive fresh breeze there. Just stay in your room. Praise God. So there are landlords like that. I'm bringing out the word Lord. I'm bringing out the word Lord. The word Lord in that place. The Lord controls everything. The Lord does what? So Jesus must come to a point in your life where he's your Lord. Amen. Some people, money is their Lord. Jesus is their Savior. They accept Jesus as their Savior, but money is their Lord. So if money gives them instruction, and Jesus gives them instruction, they will follow money. Because Jesus is their Savior, money is their Lord. It's not their Lord and Savior. There's difference between the two. Amen. So Jesus is our perfect example and we should follow him in everything. So what we don't see in his life, we should not do. People are going to preach to you what is not in Jesus. Yes, sir. I don't see him for Jesus. Forget him. Praise God. So we are going to be looking at Jesus as our focal point. See, look. There are many people in the Bible that have done fantastic stuff. Many people in the Bible. But not, you see, the Bible says is this stumbling block. I don't know whether you have read that place before. That Jesus is the what? To the Jews and to the what? Ah, these people. They don't read the Bible. So the what? Hey. Everybody stand up. If you know it, you will sit down. Today, today, this is Bible study. If I quote one scripture and you finish it, you will sit down. Carry your jotter. That's where you'll be jotting from. No sitting down. If you know that one, you will sit down. All the other Bible passages, I'll be quoting it. If you finish it, you sit down. Praise God. Is the stumbling block to sit down? No. <laughs> Don't worry, he has said it. Let's just keep it that way. So, why is it the stumbling block? Is the disturbing point? People are confused. Say, ah, how can you say he's Lord? How can you say he's God? How can you say he's son of God? Amen. And then we've gone over that over that again and again. So Jesus should be your Lord and your Savior. You, you're supposed to stand up now. Stand up. Be pressing the computer, standing up. Amen. So I'll quote other Bibles. So if you can finish it, you will sit down. If you can't finish it, children, you can sit down. But you have to be listening if you don't want to join them to stand up. So at least pastor always stand. And do pastor today. Praise God. So we are going to be looking at Jesus. So we want to look at the spirit upon and the spirit within. So in your jota, I need you to do something like the spirit upon. So you rule like this and put a T table like singular and plural. So spirit upon, then spirit within. So 
the Holy Spirit can come upon a person and the Holy Spirit can come within a person. Praise God. Now, when the Holy Spirit comes within a person, it is for life. It is for what? When the Holy Spirit comes upon a person, it is for ministry. It is for what? It is for ministry. So, why do you think the Holy Spirit can come upon things? It can come upon what? Can come upon things. That's spirit upon. Okay, I'm going to be showing you that from the Bible very quickly. So, let's look at Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1. So why we want to we want to recite Acts chapter one verse eight for me without looking at the Bible, so that you can sit down. You can't recite; you will stand. Oh yeah. God bless you. Sit down. So now let's let's take it from that place. You will receive what? You receive power. You receive what? After what? The Holy Ghost is come within you. The Holy Ghost is come within you. Is come upon. Now, how many of you remember that Jesus said to the disciple, he breathed on them when he came out from the tomb, and he said, receive ye the Holy Ghost. How many of you remember that? Okay, good. But he said, tarry in the city of Jerusalem, till ye be endued with power from on high. So he said, you receive power. After the Holy Ghost is what? Is come upon you. And then you do what with that power? You will walk. Am I communicating? You are not following. Am I communicating? So you see that the walk goes with the anointing upon. It goes with the anointing where? Upon. It goes with the anointing upon. So the spirit upon is for ministry. So somebody can carry the spirit upon and he doesn't have the spirit within. So that's why you see that somebody can come and he will say, let the power of God move. Let the power. All those things will happen. And he say, fornicator. Why? Because the power can come upon handkerchief. The power can come upon what? The power can come upon water. How many of you remember the pool of Bestida? That's, that's which, which, um, which chapter? And which book now? So that somebody can sit down. Which chapter, which book? Just mention the book and the chapter. Eh? You don't know that? And eh, let's continue. Book of what? If you don't get it, instead of standing alone, you raise up one hand. <laughs> so know it very well. Those of you that are just coming, sit down. Uh-huh. Don't worry, when we finish with them, you, you will stand up your own. Oh, yeah? So, it's in what? Ah, today, not today. You have to know Bible. Remember that each time the water is teared up, the people rush into the water. Whosoever comes into the water, what? First. What happens to that person? It will be you. Any other person that going after that has gone inside swimming pool. Is that not? 
Why is it that when the power come on it, why is it that everybody they will just be going inside and going inside and going inside? That's power upon. That's why when the power upon is on an anchor chief, after you use it once, twice, it stop working. Or else it will be turned to an idol. And you know God said you should not have any idol. Praise God. So we want to quote that Bible passage for me. You should not have any idol. Okay, you don't know that too. So let's go. Praise God. It's a serious issue today. So let's go to... Ah, I would like to take you now. I'm just trusting God to help me. Let, let's look at the life of Jesus. John chapter 3. John chapter 3. John chapter 3. Anybody there? I want you to read verse 16 for me. Oh yeah. Wait, wait. Shall sit down, everybody. Shall sit down. Know your Bible. Praise God. Always know your Bible. Okay, so let's go to Matthew. Matthew chapter 3. Let's go to Matthew chapter 3, verse 16. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straight out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove, and lightning upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven, saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. So you saw that Jesus was there. Abi, what came upon him? The spirit within. So look at the one upon. Then was Jesus led of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the what? So look at verse. I hope you are writing down those Bible passages. I hope you are writing down those Bible passages. Okay. Um, 14. Let's go. Look for 14. What does the Bible says there? Then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit. Into where? Sister Dami said power. I say he returned into power. He returned from, with power. Into where? You said into power. He returned into God. Everybody read. One, two, go. So the one that came upon him when he was baptized was the Spirit within. The one that came upon him when he went to pray is the Spirit upon Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. The spirit within, the spirit upon. The spirit within, the spirit upon. Okay, so I need you to capture that. So, I want you to go to Acts chapter 10 verse 38. Acts chapter 10 verse 38. Amen. So, you see that, um, you see that, the Bible says, how God anointed Jesus Christ. With what? The Holy Ghost. And what? I need you to get it. The Holy Ghost. And what? So which one is spirit within? Which one is spirit upon? So there is a dimension of the Holy Ghost that come upon. So when I say the Holy Spirit come upon, it comes in a dimension of power. It's just like he releases his might upon for ministry. But he himself stays on the inside. When the upon and within meets, there is an explosion. So, 
prophet Ezekiel was talking about four levels that the spirit of God can fill a man. He speaks about the ankle level. He speaks about the knee level. He spoke about the waist. And he spoke about the overflow. Hallelujah. If you don't have the spirit of God, number one, you don't belong to Jesus. You are not born again. What tells us you are born again is that there is an Holy Ghost inside you. Romans chapter 8 told us that. Anybody that does not have the spirit of Christ is none of his. So when you give your life to Christ, there is the spirit of God. There is a measure of the spirit of God that comes inside you. It begins to yield fruits. When the power of upon come upon you you begin to see what we call gifts of the spirit there's a gift we call the gift of power praise god so somebody can have anointing anointing is power anointing is not holy ghost anointing if i will put it in a layman's language is the energy of the holy ghost however however when you see ministers of God talking and ministering, they used to say, they used to refer to the Holy Spirit as the anointing, which is not wrong. But the real meaning of anointing is the power of the Holy Ghost. The power of Brother Paul is different from Brother Paul. Am I communicating? But I can say Brother Paul's power or Brother Paul, Brother Paul's power can carry the chair. Brother Paul can carry the chair. I, I don't know whether you are getting there. So, the anointing actually means the power upon. It is what brings the power of the Spirit upon you. That's what the anointing does. Anointing is for specific purposes. It's not just for anything. So, if somebody carries an anointing now, he's carrying an anointing for something. Somebody can have an anointing for healing. Somebody can have an anointing for teaching. Somebody can have an anointing for miracle signs and wonder. Somebody can have an anointing to preach. And preaching is not teaching. Praise God. So, Acts chapter 10 verse 38. So, we saw... How Jesus got the power, I mean, got the Holy Spirit, Matthew 3.16, and then Luke 4.14, he moved out in the power of the Spirit, and then at chapter 10, verse 38, now say, how Jesus Christ went about doing good. He was baptized with the, um, uh, how God anointed Jesus Christ with the Holy Ghost. And what? Went about doing what? Praise God. Now, if somebody is having stomach ulcer, can doctor give them medicine that will take stomach ulcer away? Talk to me. If somebody is having glaucoma, can people, doctors that deal with the eyes, can they, can they treat the eyes and you will see? Good. So, what the doctors are doing is good services, isn't it? So when somebody has power, he can do what is good. He went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. So 
if you look at all the gifts of the spirit, they help you to do good. The spirit within help you to live. If somebody has the spirit upon, then no spirit within, he will soon die. His life will end in a terrible way. So, you see Jesus saying in Matthew 7, 21, saying that many shall come and say, Lord, Lord, in your name we cast out demons, in your name we prophesy, in your name we do many wonderful works, because you can do that with the power upon. He will say, I do not do what? The spirit within creates a relationship with you and God. So, the most important thing you should seek first is the spirit within, not the spirit upon. But you know the problem today? Many people, as we are seated here now, if I ask you, how many of you want to be opening the eyes of the blind? But how many of you want to have a walk with God where you'll be able to talk with God? Nobody will know you in the society. Just want to be talking with God. Nobody will want that. But everybody wants to be a miracle worker. Praise God. If you are seeing where the issue is. So let's look at somebody that has that alone and let's see what happened to him. So we want to look at 1 Samuel chapter 19. Are you learning anything at all? Okay, 1 Samuel chapter 19. The Spirit of God in the heart of man is something more than gold. More than gold. Matthew, I mean, let's look at I see the Spirit of God pointing me to Romans chapter 8. But we are going there now. So let's quickly read this so that this can portray uh, um, Romans chapter 8. Um, 1 Samuel chapter 19 verse 24. So can we quickly go there? 1 Samuel, 1 Samuel, anybody that is there? Okay. Now, before we, we read that place, let's read from... Um, is that verse 24? Let's read from verse... Let's read from verse... 18 verse 18 let's read from verse 18 verse 18 so david fled and escaped and came to samuel to ramah and told him all that saul had done to him and he and samuel went and dwelt where next verse and it was told saul saying behold david is at my heart in ramah set of people used to say ramah 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 and that's Rama. That's where Rama came out from. Praise God. And Saul sent messenger to take David. And when they saw the complaint of the prophet prophesying, the messenger is sent now. And somewhere standing as appointed over them, the Spirit of God did what? Came upon the messengers. Of what? And what happened to them? They send police. Go and arrest him. Police get there. They begin to speak in tongues. Is that not comedy? So you see, Bible has comedy. Nobody has done this drama for us. They need to do this one in a drama. Let's, let's go ahead and read verse 21. And when it was told Saul, he sent other messenger. And they prophesy likewise. And Saul so sent messenger again the third time. And they also did what? <laughs> oh my goodness. Now, when they said the Spirit of God 
is around now. When the power of God comes down during the ministration, that's why it is not good for you to just be looking. Say, well, what is happening in this place? Because the spirit of God is moving. If you key in, you will get the flow. See, it's so serious that when the spirit of God is moving, it doesn't even wait for people to key in. There was a particular man that was lame. He was in a crusade. He was close to where they are doing a crusade. And the power of God hits the man. He began to walk. He became angry with the preacher. Why do you hear me? Did I say I want to be here? You have spoiled my business. Real life situation. And then the preacher said, Why did you come to where I'm doing crusades? Praise God. So when the power of God comes down, that's the way it operates. That's the way. So that's why you just hear noise here, noise over there, noise over there. So when the power comes down, you can see people prophesy. Praise God. So it, the spirit upon. Abi? So you will not be wondering that ah, a lay no prophesy, a lay. So now let's go. Next verse. Then went he also, that is Saul now, and he came to a great well that is in Shehu, and he asked and said, Where are Samuel and David? And one said, Behold, they are the Nahot in Ramah. Next verse. And he went thither to Nahot in Ramah, and the Spirit of God came upon him also, and he went on and prophesied. <laughs> He was while prophesying. His soul now became serious. He, he scattered his clothes. That's what happened when there's no spirit with him. It's too much for the flesh. The flesh can't come. So you see the donkey of Balaam. He was talking. The power upon. Amen. You see the rod of Moses parted the sea. The power upon. So the power upon can come upon anybody, anything, to achieve the purpose of God. What was the purpose of God there? That they are not going to arrest David. So the power of God can come upon anything to achieve God's purpose. But the spirit does not come inside just anybody. If you are not blood washed, the spirit is not coming inside you. It's the Holy Spirit. If you are not holy, it's not coming inside. Amen. So let's go to Romans chapter 8. I want us to see that, then go and pray. Have you learned anything at all? Okay, Romans chapter 8. So if you don't have the Spirit of God, you are not born again. No. If you are not sure whether you have Spirit of God or not, I'm sorry. You have to be sure. Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, verse Okay, uh, Romans chapter 8, verse... Let me read verse... Uh, is that verse 9? Okay? But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be it, the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not what? Is what? Yes, sir. He's not born again, sir. So there are so many people. Somebody can be singing in the church... And it does not belong to Jesus. Somebody can be a worker. And it does not belong to Jesus. Amen. And when he's singing. You see, you see many a times. When, when I look at a lot of 
young people. They just sing any song. You don't just sing any song. Song introduce spirit into your life. Instrument introduce spirit into your life. The spirit inside the person playing it can jump on the people. We saw that in David. Each time he's playing his instrument, the mad spirit upon Saul disappears. That is why you cannot go and rent somebody and say, come and place for us on Sunday. Let us be paying you. And he has gone to shark on Saturday night. In nightclub. Because we have to play keyboard. What you are spreading in the church is evil spirits. And people are dancing. And the spirit is entering. God gave a particular man about 14 songs. It's in the book of 1 Samuel of 1 Chronicles. They are the family of Asher. They prophesy with song. When they are, they are, they prophesy with song. Most of the books that you see in the, uh, the Psalms, it was written from their lineage. Most of them. And the rest by David. That was why God gave him those children. So when the Bible, Bible does not say and they used to sing. No. He said they prophesy. Music is within them. So if somebody is gifted and he can play keyboard, he can play drum set and he's not born again. Esa, let him stay in the church. Let him be born again. It's not by force for us to have drum set. Is it by force? When I gave my life to Christ, we used to clap our hands. And we are still here. Abby, did it show in our body that we used to clap hands? It's better to clap hands and go home with the spirit of God than to have drum set and go home with the spirit of the devil. I remember one church like that that I was doing my Bible school training. You will know that this is a dry place. This is a what? Dry place. But you know, my own is just to do my attachments there and leave. Because I see a lot of things that were wrong. I don't understand this concept where they pay somebody to come and sing praise and worship. I will just see that guy. He will just come and sing. What they told us as Bible school students is to go and observe. So I go there and I'm observing. And the guy will just come. He will sing, 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 sing. And then before the end of the service, why was he saying, Father, we thank you for the worship, uh, Father, Father, Father. We would not see the guy again. So one day we were in the meeting. They now say, uh, you know, the guy will come, we pay him, and we go because he has to go and sing in another place. I said, Jesus. So all of you here that you are in the choir, you cannot see God's face and let the Spirit of God come upon you to sing, praise and worship. And so I discovered that the same thing with the people playing keyboard. The same thing with the drum set. And it has become a popular thing. But it does not tally with the scriptures. There is no problem if we are paying our keyboardist that has the Holy Spirit. Are you getting me now? There is no problem if we are playing our drum set man that has the Holy Spirit. That's the only job they are doing. We have a church of about 500 to 2,000 people. And we need a dedicated drum set person that will set the tune, 
make sure the keyboard, everything is in place. Before the service starts, they come to practice, check everything. We don't have a problem with that. But if they are not born again, and we now hire them so that people can dance on Sunday, I don't think we are doing the scripture. Sam's Club is where they sell musical instruments. In that place, what happens is that you can see a lot of musical instruments you can buy. And when you go there, you discover that there are people that used to set all these, our audio system. They set it. So one day we get talking with one white guy. So he said he used to set for one particular church. When I went to check that church, what was their annual... What was their annual income in terms of tithe offering, donation, and all that? It's about $13 million. So that guy, they used to pay him like $300,000. He used to set sound for them. So he set sound for the church. He's a member of the church. So it's a big church. The sound has to be correct. They have to do recording, they have to cast, they have to do, everything is in place. So they have to get a dedicated person that will take that as a job. So he has a personal studio too. So he runs the studio of the church. There's no problem with that. But somebody is not born again. You know one day, I remember we were doing one program there. One boy walked inside. He went there to go and drum. And whenever he see me, he doesn't, he used to dodge. Say, what? You came to drum? Who invited you here? Who told you we are looking for drummer? I didn't see him again. There are some things you will not embrace. Because they are not scriptural. And that may not make you to be popular. But you have to choose between divine approval and men acceptance. Amen. I have to pick one of the two. So to an extent, those boys know that whenever we are looking for the truth, that's where we should go to. They don't come here with any intention to come and play any drum set. We are not looking for drummer. We are looking for a child of God that wants to serve God in that area. And if God has not given us any, we keep trusting him. We clap our hands. It's better for us to have the spirit of God without drums than having the spirit of the devil with drums so whenever you have a situation like that somebody can minister and it does not carry the spirit of god and that's becoming popular in church now you see people ministering but they don't have the spirit of god inside them you see people do worship they don't have any holy spirit a pastor was telling me that, you know, all these, all these young people that used to sing, they used to have the weakness of immorality. What is right is not popular in this generation. In John chapter 4, verse 23, verse 22, verse 23, verse 24, he said, he that must worship God, must worship God in spirit. And what? Remember that he said, Jesus Christ, he came with grace and what? And truth is supposed to stand up. You say grace and power. Grace and truth. That was what Jesus brought. 
So go and check the Bible. That's in John. John chapter 1. Grace and what? And truth. So whenever people are telling you grace, 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 grace. Jesus did not just come with grace. He came with grace and what? And truth. So he that must worship God must worship God in spirit and in truth. So now let's take let's take that word spirit. Now let's go. In spirit, he must worship in spirit. Worship in that place has the same meaning with Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. My beloved brethren. Present your body. As a what? Which is your reasonable. So if you check another version. It say Your heart of worship. Anybody with that version? Do you get that? So service. Worship has seven meaning in the scripture. Service is one of them. So he that must worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Now, let, let, let's do verse 23. John chapter 4 verse 23. Let me show you something there. Who are the father looking for? Who are the people that the father is looking for? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Read that place to me. Verse 23. For the father is looking for that person. He's not looking for any other person. God is not in a hurry, sir. He's not looking for jagger jagger set of people. Mm -mm. In spirit and in truth, those are the people he's looking for. So somebody, somebody can, there can be a church, a large choir, and God is not looking at the side of every man. Go to Isaiah sixty-six. Let's see verse two. You will understand what I'm saying now. In spirit. And in truth. So when you say ah, I'm worshiping God, I'm serving God, it must be in truth, in truth, in truth, in truth. Your life must not have lies and deception. If you have lies and deception, the Father is not looking in your direction. For all these things at my handmaid, and all these things have been said, the Lord, to this man will I look. Many I will look away from others. Even to him that is poor and of a contrite spirit and trembles at my word. So, if you go back to, Spirit help me now. If you go back to um, Psalm 51 verse 6, he said, you desire truth in the inward part. Hallelujah. So, Stop following what is popular. Start following what is right. If you don't have truth inside you, God himself does not send you. He's not looking at you. You get God's attention by what is inside you. The Holy Spirit cannot stay inside you if there is no truth. If you are not holy. It can't go inside. The spirit of truth which the father shall send. I don't know whether you have read that in the book of John before. Is the spirit of what? Truth. John chapter 14. Stop lying about. Stop playing on girls. It's the spirit of truth. 
You know, some people come to church and if you check there, if you collect people's phone and check it, you'll be shocked at the WhatsApp message they are exchanging with ladies. And they will show you furu and come to church like a brother. You need to see what some people are watching. There is no truth in you. We should carry your phone anytime. You should not be afraid when pastor is coming to quickly lock your phone. If there is no truth in you, the father will not look at your side. The Holy Spirit cannot stay. Whatever you have seen in spirit upon, the people that had the spirit upon without the spirit within, they perish. Example is Saul. Another example is Samson. There are some things you don't want to do. So, in this generation, God can do something to achieve a purpose. God spoke through the mouth of the donkey of Balaam. To achieve his purpose, there was a power upon. To achieve his purpose, God made sure that the angel come to steer the water. You will not be used and thrown away. Amen. You need truth on your inside. If God is going to lead, lead, look at you. And look at your direction. Stop living corny corny life. Live a straight life. Let it be that what we are seeing now is you. Don't be, don't be playing anky, anky panky. Be straight. Be correct. If you are not going to, if, you are, if some people will leave you because you are straight, let them go. The father is looking at you. The father is staying with you. The father is in your direction. The father is on your side. And when God is on your side, no matter who is not on your side, there is no problem. I used to say this kind of truth, I'm telling you now, to some young people. There are no more. So they look at me as like an outcast. Even up to date. That's why some people will never invite me to preach. Because I can spoil the whole thing for them. Say this one, that I'll come and preach now. And then people will start crying. Eh? You will just spoil everything. You will not be able to raise suffering again. You have to choose. Whether you want the father to say over you, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. The spirit of truth which the world cannot have. That's what the Bible says. The spirit, the world cannot have it. You can't say you belong to Jesus and you don't have the spirit of truth. The moment there is no truth in you, you don't have the spirit of Jesus. Not possible. That means you belong to the world. The truth must be inside you. It is the truth that separates us from God. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Truth. No deception. No lying. What makes the devil devil is because he's a liar. Truth. Ah, if you don't have it, you are not born again. No. 
if you are encouraging yourself, you are just doing motivation. It's just like a, a monkey that carries stick and is eating a sleeping lion. I don't know the motivation he has gotten that make him to go and do that. Because it's about to be used for lunch. Praise God. Let your life be according to the Bible. The truth has to be in you. The Father is looking for people that will serve him in spirit and in truth. Not in spirit and in lies. After we are done, we are busy. We are busy liars. Amen. And then we sing, and then and then some tears are coming out here, and we are liars. You know that is happening. That's very common nowadays. Make up your mind. I will serve him in spirit and in truth. So the spirit within is the spirit of truth. If you don't have truth, it can't stay inside. I want us to rise up. We want to pray. Is it easy to stay with the truth? No, sir. But will the father stay with you when you stay with the truth? Yes, sir. So you have to decide whether you want the father or you want the world. I want you to pray. I value your spirit, Lord. Help me to be filled up with truth. In the name of Jesus, go ahead and begin to pray. Tell the prince of this world came. And what did he find? It no lies. This word shall come. It will find nothing belonging to him inside me. In the name of Jesus. Go ahead and pray that prayer. Now, open your eyes. Look at me. When you begin to stay on the truth, people will think you are a fool. And that's how I've been living my life for a very long time. And I discovered that at each of those points, not some of those points, at each of those points, at all of those points, God always fights for me. I don't even know. You know, people want to think they are smarter when you are telling the truth. But whenever you are on the side of the truth, God is on your side. So I see God always showing up. See, you cannot, you cannot deal with some people in deception. You can't. The children of this world, they are, they are what? They are wiser. So you, you now want to carry church mind to go and do for one night with them. They will finish that person now. They are grandfather for inside the team. They are wiser. Even the Bible confirms it. You just be on the side of the truth and see God work things for you. Truth from today, I will live the truth. I will tell the truth. I will follow the truth in the name of Jesus. Go ahead and pray that prayer. Let the spirit of truth fill my spirit. No lies again in the name of Jesus. No lies again in the name of Jesus. No lies again in the name of Jesus. 
no pretense, no lies, no deception. In the name of Jesus, no exaggeration. Let's give you $10 million and let's give you oligos. Which one will you pick? Try and post the thing on your WhatsApp status or your Instagram or Facebook tonight and see answer. Say, oh boy, when I get the money, I could now look for the Spirit of God. They, don't, they, they just think, ah, is it not that thing that will just be making me to say, mala, mala, I tie your tie, I you tie my tie, I tie your tie. Is that not all? The Holy Ghost. Ah. The Bible says, it will teach you all things. You don't know the meaning of that. Somebody that knows everything. You can collect them million dollars and you are going like this and you die. Somebody that knows the danger in front. Somebody that you are going, that knows where you will find hundred million dollars. He will teach you all things. He knows all things. Don't be in that generation of people that value things more than the Holy Ghost. Don't be in that generation. You want to pray like this. Father, I am sorry. Holy Spirit, I am sorry for exalting things more than you. From today, I give you space in my life. Come and take control of my life. In the name of Jesus, go ahead and pray that prayer. Thank you, Jesus, for all that you have done in our lives. As from today, we receive grace to place you as the first and above all in our hearts. In everything we do, in every decision we make, in everywhere we go, we receive grace to place the Holy Ghost above all else in the name of Jesus Christ. We ask tonight that you will accept our tithes and our offering and you will use them for your glory in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, everlasting Father. Glory be to your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen.